as students what we need to be successful. I feel like you need a lot of guidance from like your uh, peers around you because they uh, may help you in the long run. I feel like we need motivation and people to understand that everyone isn't the same and don't have the same learning style. Hi everyone, and welcome to Equity in New Haven. My name is Mishgan Feroz, and I'm one of the Equity Access and Achievement TOSAs here at James Logan High School. Each episode, we will focus on highlighting our district's DEI efforts and shedding some light on important issues. We hope that you find our episodes helpful and informative. Welcome back to Equity in New Haven. I'm really excited for today's episode because our special guests are a few students from James Logan High School. Um, I'll go ahead and let them introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Avi, and I'm a freshman at Logan. Hi, I'm Legacy, and I'm a junior at Logan. Hi, my name is Christian Lopez Aguila, and I'm a senior here at Logan. Awesome. Well, welcome, and thank you guys for being here. Um, I'm super excited to get student voice, which is so important. Um, especially for our topic. Our topic today is belonging, um, what makes us feel like we belong, and what's missing. As an educator, I can assume I know what my students need, but it's much more powerful and effective to talk to you guys, the students, right, and, and really hear your voices and see what it is that you need to really feel like you belong. So um, let's go ahead and just kind of jump in. Um, what makes you guys feel like you belong in school? Um, I think for me, since I'm in such of a season of a transition since I'm a freshman, mm -hmm. I think in the beginning of the school year, I, like I struggled a lot because um, it's just like such a big transition from being in middle school and having like people hold your hand and stuff. But once you get into like high school, it's like you're alone, but like you're not alone. But it's like you have to start being more independent and stuff. And I think for a, sh a long time, I was like, I don't belong here. Like everyone mm -hmm. is just so cooler than me and stuff. But I feel like you have to make yourself belong. Like you have to make yourself involved mm -hmm. because Logan is just so big and stuff. It is. And I felt like I was trying to have people come to me and stuff, but I feel like I have to go to them. Like, and that's why I think it's so important to have community and stuff like that because it's just like, it's such an important part and stuff. And I feel like that's how I feel belong is my circle. Mm -hmm. Like my community and like the few teachers I have. And even if my circle is small, it's still something. So I think that's how I feel belong. It's just community and stuff. Okay. Community and like kind of advocating for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Which is key. Yeah. Um, and that's a great point, uh, Avi. Like coming from middle school, you're right. There is a lot of support system. And especially, and I think every step, like from elementary school to middle school, there are a little bit less resources and maybe a little bit less hand-holding like you explained. Yeah. And then when you come to Logan, when you come to high school, it's totally different, right? Um, so great. Thank you, Avi. Um, I think I have the opposite of Avi's problem. So I was homeschooled from fourth grade all the way through ninth grade. So when I got to Logan, I was a sophomore. And I have a little brother, and, like, he has a disability. So I've always been independent, like, my entire life. So I was overly the independent. So when I got mm. to school, it was super hard for me to adjust to not only there's, like, 3,600 other kids, but, like, now there's a teacher saying, like, oh, you got to do this at this time. And I'm used to, like, if you just give me my work, you know, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm real cordial, and I can communicate really well. So I didn't really like how... Like, they force-feed you information mm. or they try to baby you because it's like, hey, like, I got it. So it was, like, me having to adjust to, like, 
not necessarily like team building or like working in a group because I'm really good at that. It's just mm-hmm. more so like kids having coming from a brick and mortar background mm-hmm. operate differently in an educational setting than I would because I was at um, homeschool. So I was like self-taught. So that was like my biggest problem for like the first six months is like oh well, the teacher does it this way and it's like well I we got the same answer but I explained it differently or I was always ahead and like the whole class would be not necessarily behind but like based off the way that they integrate information for those students they're on track but like I just get all my information and go so it's yeah. always like I'm either waiting and I'm too far ahead or like I'm having to adjust to like being able to grasp all the information at one time so my teachers were like always like they also had an attitude or some teachers even assume that like I was just like stupid and I didn't want to listen mm-hmm. but to be honest it was just like I would be quiet because like I already know so it was just like having to like adjust with my teachers mm-hmm. to coming back to a physical school and then getting used to like having physical teachers like every day that that was like my biggest struggle. Right. Now, my question to you is what helped you? Like, did you communicate that with your teachers? Did you let I them know? I tried or? my hardest. Like, uh, when I first got here and like they set up my classes, they, I think they knew that I came from homeschool. So they didn't know if it was like the type of parents that homeschool their kids. So they've never been at school at mm-hmm. all and they don't have formal education, which that wasn't the case. I went to an actual, um, online day school so I was just mm-hmm. doing it by myself so like I never felt like I belonged in the classroom because I was always ahead and then right. like I've always gotten bullied for being smarter by my teachers like I've literally like teachers will literally like start beef with the third grader just because <laughs> like I know all the information so they would either try and question the validity question my honesty or like and that all just made me feel like I didn't belong because it's like I wasn't even really like doing anything special. I'm just showing you my knowledge and yeah. you're always questioning whether I'm cheating or whether I'm just trying to be a show off or whether I truly know the information. So I just never really felt like I belong in the classroom when it came to like schooling and stuff. But over time, like I built a good relationship with a couple of my teachers. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool. So a lot of teachers would just give me my work and then let me float by. But other teachers still like, it's just like, you got to get through it. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of figure out what works, what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And, okay. Thank you. For me, uh, I think, especially as a senior, what I've been noticing more and more throughout my entire experience here at Logan has been kind of like what Avi was saying, finding that sense of uh, community in Mm -hmm. school. Because oftentimes I feel like, especially at the beginning of the year, you see it where students, they show up and everybody's quiet and nobody really talks to each other because it doesn't feel like a community yet. You don't know the people in your classroom. You don't you know, like that one friend that you'll talk to and that's the only person you'll talk to. But eventually over time, um, people start to communicate, they start to talk to, each, or talk to each other and the classrooms feel like a more open environment and somewhere you would want to be. Um, and it doesn't always have to be in a classroom setting, it can just be anywhere. Where mm-hmm. I think at first when students are first introduced to a new environment, it's hard to speak up, it's hard to find yourself within mm-hmm. that environment. But what really does help you is finding like, I guess your people and like people you can talk to, people you know, and just finding your community than the things you're interested in because it helps students branch out. It helps students speak up. And I think that's what's really just most important. Mm-hmm. And especially for like teachers, um, I've seen that in my classes that are, that are a lot more strict and that don't really allow open conversation be- or between students much, that will usually be a class with less participation. Mm-hmm. But the, in the uh, classrooms where teachers let students speak a lot more, when the teacher asks students to speak up, you will usually see people, they don't even have to raise their hands, students will just start speaking and mm-hmm. the conversations will flow automatically. 
because students know that's an environment where they feel safe, where they feel comfortable, and where they're even motivated to speak because they know that they have a voice, they know they have a place within the classroom. So I think it's just always important for just educators and students to allow themselves to and other people to find that community and where mm -hmm. they belong, especially, so they can just feel comfortable and feel like they belong as mm -hmm. a part of something. No, absolutely. And, and you brought up a good point, like in the classroom, when students do have more of a voice and it's not as teacher driven, um, more student centered where students do, they will feel comfortable and they'll participate more. And then that in itself, like you said, you feel like you belong, like it's your classroom, right? And you would want to participate more. So absolutely. Do you guys feel the same? Have yeah. you noticed that? I feel, oh, you were <laughs> I feel like Avi and Christian have expanded on like community, right? And mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of teachers focus so hard on making that making their classroom an environment of education that they forget that kids spend eight plus hours a day at school. It becomes their second home. So like if you didn't feel welcome at home, you wouldn't want to be there. And then mm -hmm. that would show up in your behavior, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like if teachers like carried a little bit more empathy and understanding and they put a little bit more attentiveness in the interim trying to make their classroom a more so homey environment. Yeah. To where like people can be open and honest, they can make mistakes and not be criticized for them. It would become a welcoming environment where students would actually want to attend. They would participate. They would do good in class or whatever. Because a lot of people forget that you can be the smartest kid in the world, but your behavior or an external factor mm. will always mess up your ability, your aptitude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like we have to understand that if we create an environment that allows the flower to grow and be nourished and have all the right nutrients. It will be the most beautiful flower in the world, but if we kill all this love and destroy its communication, its friends, its colors, or whatever, that flower is gonna die. So it's like mm -hmm. you want to cultivate their education, but you don't want to cultivate their environment the same way. Absolutely, and I love that analogy. I really think for me, I really agree with your legacy because for a long time, school was like my escape, yeah. and I, I wouldn't want to be at home and stuff like that. So I would go to I school, and like having those teachers that don't have that safe space, you don't want to be there, mm -hmm. and that's what leads kids to like skip and stuff like that. Because if I'm not enjoying myself at home, and I have to come to this school eight hours a day not to be enjoying it, it's like it's not worth it and stuff. I think that's why it's so important for like educators. Educators <laughs> should have safe space. Pace. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're safe places in their classes yeah. because it. You never know what's going on behind closed doors. Right. And I think a lot of people walk around saying, "Oh, my problem is bigger and stuff like that." And I just feel like I think empathy is really what we need and stuff because you really don't know what's going on with that kid laying their head down yeah. or that kid who's acting out crazy in class. It's like you don't know and teachers are quick to jump and be like, oh, you're just you're just a bad kid and stuff like that and you never pay attention to stuff. But that's why my favorite word is why. Why do you think they're doing that? Mm -hmm. And I feel like people don't or people are not born with behavior issues. People are not born to having all these issues and stuff. It's why. Yeah. And I feel like if teachers really care, they will ask why mm -hmm. and i completely agree because the same way you said you never know what's going on behind closed doors i guarantee you i was definitely that kid that you did not know what was going <laughs> on behind closed doors and you would never be able to tell and even though i hide it the best way possible yeah. you would never know it definitely did show up in certain days and it definitely mm. did throw my energy off and a lot of that got labeled as me having an attitude or me yeah. acting out or me like oh well you can't keep the act for so long which was never the case it's just like 
if we are understanding or empathetic to the fact that not only are kids students, they are also people. Mm -hmm. They can feel the same 10 million emotions you can. They can have the same 10 million good and bad days you can and or you do or do not have. So we have to understand that we can't just treat students as little kids Mm -hmm. who don't know better and I have authority over you. We also have to treat them as people. If we're empathetic that they have emotions, they have situations behind closed doors, and we don't necessarily blame that on the fact that they didn't do their homework and now they're a bad kid. Yeah. And we don't, oh, well, they have a bad upbringing. They're never going to do well. The moment we internalize that in our head, whether we vocalize it to them or not, we treat them that way. And they're going to feel that way. And then they're going to keep acting that way. It only makes it worse. And I feel like a lot of teachers neglect mental health. Mental Mm -hmm. health can really be affected in the classroom Mm -hmm. because you also have to stand like, we spend eight hours a day here and then the rest of the time is at home. If I'm already having issues at home and you make this place even harder for me to come and I don't even have like the ability to not show up because we're lose, forced lose. to do so. Exactly. So it's like if we make this environment, OK, this is your safe spot. You are fine here. Mm-hmm. Ignore what's going on outside. Ignore the bullying, blah, blah, blah. You can get your education in here. There's ways out. This is a safe spot. Then, of course, I would attend. But if right. you're going to contribute to why I don't want to be at home, or I don't want to be on campus in general, then you can't expect my behavior to be goody two shoes. And mm-hmm. that's why I definitely like what you said, like teachers need to be empathetic as well. Yeah. And what's it called? I think we do see that a lot on this campus where I know for um, my first period class is my law enforcement class. And mm-hmm. I absolutely love that class because even though you would think, oh, my God, it's uh Law enforcement, they're just going to yeah. be constantly grilling you for everything. No, the teachers, especially um, Brandon Hayward and Detective Fonseca, they're really understanding. Like, if you show up late, they're not going to be all up on you like, oh, why are you late? This and that, this and that. They'll just let you be. And mm-hmm. it's your personal responsibility that you get to show up or not, but they're not going to be getting on you for it. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I've heard a lot from the teachers that there's a lot of students in the past who have reported to them that sometimes they didn't want to go to school. The students didn't want to go to school, but they would go just because of that first period class because they oh, didn't want to awesome. miss that class. Yeah. And they wanted to show up to be a part of that class because yeah. they felt safe and they felt comfortable. And I think we do see that a lot on campus where in, uh, students, when they skip classes, it's they always say, oh, well, I don't want to be in that class. No, I hate that teacher. Oh, no, I hate that teacher. I don't want to be in that class. That class is so lame. It's so boring. Because the teachers don't create a community for the students to feel like they belong. So the students would rather just be elsewhere. And they find their community. Because you never just see somebody skipping by themselves. It's always people in groups of at least two, three, four, sometimes even five. Mm -hmm. Because they have their community. And that's with the other people who aren't in class. Because they're just like, okay, well, school, the class isn't for me. But I find my sense of belonging with these people. Mm -hmm. So you'll always find the same people over and over. Yeah. Like, if I go during second period to the bathroom, I'll find the same group in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I'm walking around school during third period, yeah, I'll see the is. same people out during third period because they find their community with mm-hmm. those people out at that time. Yeah. So I think especially what would help a lot of students is just teachers creating an open environment mm-hmm. where students can feel like they belong. And it's mm-hmm. not just academics. It's not just learning but it can also be a place for personal growth and for making connections because i think that's one of the most important parts of school and Mm -hmm. especially one of the most memorable is just the connections that you make Mm -hmm. so when teachers allow that to happen and teachers allow students to get to know one another you won't see people skipping class as much because it's actually somewhere they would want to be yeah and i think for me i guess like for my class like 
I feel like my class doesn't really know how to be like in person so much like this because like our fifth grade year was cut short oh, yeah, and then our sixth grade days. was cut yeah. short. Yeah. In seventh grade, I was in online and eighth grade was we were in person in eighth grade, but it was really strict COVID stuff. So I feel like I don't want to say I was robbed out of most of my school stuff, but I kind of <laughs> was. No, that's valid. And I think I feel like eighth grade put me in a place where I'm back in school now, but it's like it's kind of weird now. But I feel like yeah. ninth grade, this is like the first year where it's like it's not so strict COVID and stuff. And this is what mm-hmm. a normal school year is supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. And I think for my class, it's, it's kind of awkward because we're not, we're not used to that. I think for my class, what we struggle with the most is behavior because we don't know how to act and stuff because we've been sheltered in all this time. And I think it's not really academics that's the issue for my class. It's more of behavior because we don't know how to act anymore in mm-hmm. public settings. And and also, like, really don't get me wrong. There's really great teachers on Logan campus, too, yeah, that sure. really cares about us and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I'm really grateful for them because it really helps you even feel more belonging and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. <laughs> no, you you brought up a good point, Avi, um, how we're in a different world now. Yeah. Right? Uh, COVID, the global pandemic did happen. Uh, everything changed overnight. Yeah. Uh, schooling was totally different. Yes, it was distance learning than virtual teaching, learning. And then last year, coming back to school for, I think, everyone, it was a totally different experience. And it's, yeah. for some, it's still a challenge to adjust, yeah. right? So, and then for you, that was, what, eighth grade? And then you transitioned to Logan. So, like, a lot of new things. A lot, a lot. A lot. So, that's, I mean, it takes, it takes, um, it's it's a huge challenge, yeah. Uh, and and for anyone, for adult, for kids, um, for even for teachers, you know, like yeah. adjusting to um, post. Well, I don't want to say post COVID because I mean it's not like it's gone, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, the whole experience changed everyone. But I think key is that the world did shift, and we're trying to adjust to that, and yeah. we can't expect things to be the way it was before because the world is just completely different now. Yeah. Um, so, and another thing that I think I heard through all three of you. Um, so what helps you guys feel like you belong in, in school in general is like um, that sense of community that teachers create in the classroom mm-hmm. where you feel safe yeah. and that flexibility. Right. Well, it could also be like wordage because I'm not going to hold you. I'm, I'm a little hot here, just a little bit. And even though like Christian was saying, like, you'll always find the same kids skipping. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I'll tell you all, like, I'll be honest. I skipped class before, but it's more so because the sense of community and that environment always gets, like, knocked down the moment a teacher doesn't know how to talk to you, right? Okay. So, wordage for me is always a big thing. Like, the first thing we teach kids is what? How to say what? Mommy and daddy, how to talk. We mm-hmm. teach them how to walk, okay? And we applaud them for that. When they do good, they we give them stickers. Oh, baby, I love you so much. <laughs> but as soon as you grow up, it's, hey, shut up, stop talking. Hey, sit mm-hmm. down, blah, blah, blah. Just so, it's just like, it's not only, like, respect is a mutual thing. Yeah. I'm very respectful. And I, I would feel like teachers also need to understand, again, if they believe that there's teachers that their students are humans, they need to respect them too. Because like the moment, like you may have all the love in the world for me and care about my education. If you don't know how to go about it, I'm going to listen to you with closed ears because now I don't feel safe in this environment. I mm-hmm. feel targeted. And I feel like when teachers don't know how to communicate well, because I'm not going to, I'm going to hold you. You don't go to school to learn how to teach, to talk to high school kids. I'm sorry. No one teaches you how to talk to all the slang and stuff and all the different <laughs> issues. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like, 
if the teachers choose better words or if they're more encouraging or if they're more understanding and they can communicate better, it would also increase that feeling of belonging, that sense mm-hmm. of community. Because I've definitely skipped a good couple of classes and it'll always be the same teacher because mm-hmm. now he claims he got the most love in the world for me, mm-hmm. but he never knows how to communicate. And he mm-hmm. always makes me feel like a victim or he puts me back in that same spot that I'm trying to escape somewhere else. So it's just like communication that whole sense of community i love that class and i love him to death it's just like every time i try to be open or honest i try to be transparent he doesn't know how to like find the words or find the way to go about things i feel like a lot of teachers don't know really know how to communicate to students especially like students of color and things and if we implement Mm -hmm. that more it's like i don't know like training or just like a regular classroom environment it will make it a lot easier especially when there's like mixes of kids in each classroom you may not know how to communicate to each and every one of them, but if you like find it in yourself to try, then you can work together and that relationship would be even stronger and it would create a better sense of belonging as well. I really agree with Legacy. I feel like what I like to say is that you have to meet me halfway. You gotta meet me halfway. And so I think, I guess like it's probably my generation thing. And I know like like older people, they're like, you have to like respect your elders like a hundred percent and blah, blah. But I feel like for me, since I dealt with so much like stuff, I'm not going to respect you if you're not going to respect me. And I know that's a lot coming from a 14-year-old, and like who I am to talk, like, you know. But I really feel like just because you have this label of a teacher and you're old and stuff does not make you bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And so I really feel like teachers get that mixed up sometimes because of the dynamic. And then just like, I think if you're going to come at me sideways, I'm going to come back at you sideways. <laughs> and I feel like, and then people would just turn into like, oh, she's so disrespectful or she she popped off. Yeah. And like so aggressive and stuff. And just like, I feel like if we can both respect each other, mm-hmm. I mean, there won't be no issues. Like right. it's just about like, I just really hate when like adults already have this thing like, oh, you got to listen to me and I'm older and I have way more experience, but it can be a lie. Like some kids can have so much experience than a freaking 30 year old, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it's just like, I think. And, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, she said she was, like, a hothead and stuff. I, I catch an attitude fast a little bit. And <laughs> I have a bad talking back problem sometimes. And, I, mm. and I'm just going to be honest. And it's just, like, I was raised in a home to bite your tongue and don't talk back and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like there's so much someone can take. And just, like, I'm not going to tolerate that and stand for that just because you're older and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of teachers feel like, like kids are, like, those kids are, like, the bad ones and stuff because they – they're just speaking up for themselves, and that's not adult skill you're gonna need in life to speak up for yourself. Because no one's gonna hold your hand when you're out of high school. Once you're out of high school, you're 18. Like you're on your own now. And you're considered in this world. So I feel like having that voice, be able to speak up and self advocate, is so important in high school. Because it's just mm-hmm. like you need it. And like Absolutely. there's people who's gonna fight back, and you need to know how to come straight back. Because once you you know, no one's gonna pick you up when you fall down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely, and um. You had mentioned that before too, advocating, yeah. self-advocating yeah. Um, is super big for students, for kids of any age, right? Like yeah. when I was teaching in elementary school, I would tell all my students, learn to advocate for yourself. Yeah. Because that is a real life skill for hate. But it's just like, think about all the kids that get in trouble. Because, mm-hmm. okay, y'all, you didn't bring us on here because we're troublemakers, but think about all the kids who usually don't feel like they belong at school. Mm-hmm. Who are they? They're the kids that get suspended. They're the kids that fight. They're the kids that have the quote-unquote behavior issues blah 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 but if you ask them we get to like know them they're great kids half the time yeah half the time at least half the time okay (laughs) so like but if you get to like talk to them they're all going to say like the same three things like 
no one understands. Yeah. Nobody's trying to listen. And in the moment I try to talk, you tell me to hush or you don't get it. And I'm not going to say, because I can very much understand how you can come from a completely backwards background. You probably ain't never going to understand half the things I did. I get it. But I don't need you to understand and be like, oh, I feel you. I need you to be like, okay, cool. This is the situation. I may not be the most knowledgeable of it, but look, I got all the tools and resources for you to use. We're going to work together. As long as you're open to working to it, you know, I'm going to meet you halfway, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And we can work together. But I feel like teachers be trying to find that student with no issues. They be trying to like come at every student with no issue. They ain't got nothing, blah, blah, blah. They're completely ready to go. Y'all don't know. Y'all are surrounded by 3,614 through 18-year-olds with all them hormones and all like all that all day. They all messy. They no snotty. Like, no. <laughs> the lunch is terrible. Like, they, they, eating, they eating chocolate milk at 8 in the morning. Like, they are tired. They do not want to do algebra. Like, you got to understand, like, there's a lot of external factors that go into every single kid. And I understand how hard it is and how you may not even have the mental capacity to deal with 40 different personalities yeah. hour after hour after hour. But if you signed up for it, you have to at least be open to one, okay, this may have frustrated me because I don't know. Let me calm down. Let me try to be empathetic and understand so I don't escalate the situation. And if I don't know how to come at it, there are only for other students. There's other resources for teachers as well. I feel like teachers also, a lot of times schools make teachers deal with it by themselves. So it becomes an isolation thing per teacher. Mm-hmm. So now these teachers having to deal with this 120 set of students every day by themselves. And there isn't a community for the teachers to be able to come together and be like, okay, well, I'm having these issues with these students. I don't have to go about it. But, oh, you got this issue with that student. I know how to do it. If they work together and they're less stressed out, they can stop stressing us out. And we can all <laughs> stop being stressed out. Too. It's projecting. And a lot of, I feel like a lot of people become teachers because they had a hard high school and they be projecting it on their on their students because it's just like I know that you didn't make it on the soccer team in 86 but bro I just want to A on my test please please just give me my extra credit and go home but it's just like we got to work together the teachers need resources we need resources and if we can all find what we need and meet each other halfway we could together build a community build an engaging and empathetic environment for everybody and it could be a safe campus as a whole but yeah. it starts with everybody on campus individually, and then we work together and we build up. Yeah, absolutely. And um, did you want to add? Boy, you got to talk. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, I don't want to take up I'm the waiting space. for the right moment to jump in. <laughs> no, I have like a really like loud voice, so sometimes it's I'm like. I'm trying my hardest to be soft. <laughs> no, 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 I know. It's because I don't want to like talk over anybody because like I, sometimes I feel like when I talk, I like shut other people down just because yeah, of how loud my voice is. But um, <laughs> no, I just wanted to add on. Um, that I think that finding your voice within uh, mm-hmm. school is one of the most important things too. Because mm-hmm. for me, what I've seen is that uh, personally, this this year especially is where I felt like I belonged the most on this campus mm-hmm. because um, I'm in a class uh, where it's just all it is is pretty much discussions and discussions and discussions. And the <laughs> best thing about that class is it's sure people have their opinions and they have their own biases but at the end of the day you're still encouraged to go and speak your voice Mm, so i know whenever i'm in that class i feel comfortable to speak my own voice instead of just sitting in a corner and being quiet yeah and oftentimes i even see students who i normally never see speak up Mm -hmm. um they have their own voice and they'll even come in from other classes and they'll be just in that environment because it feels safe and they feel like they belong in there because they know like whenever everybody's talking 
it's just okay i'm gonna raise my hand or i'll just speak up and i get to get my voice out there mm -hmm. but in other classrooms where there's that teacher student dynamic and it's i'm the teacher i'm speaking right now don't say anything it's students just they don't want to be there mm -hmm. because they don't feel like they belong there they mm -hmm. don't feel like they have a voice and they just don't know how to fit in because yeah. it's just okay i'm the teacher you're the student so like hush right now i'm speaking like i don't want to hear what you're saying just let me finish this, let me finish this lecture and it's just like okay well this is the facts there's nothing else there's nothing you can think about it so this is just how it's going and mm -hmm. it just feels like they're feeding information into you it's and like it's like that dynamic of what you think doesn't matter mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think that's what really shuts students down is when it's just like okay you know what i don't matter my opinion doesn't matter mm -hmm. so i don't want to be here it's just like I, they don't care about me so why would i want to be in there mm -hmm. but when you do allow students to just find their own voice and to speak up you'll start to hear all these different stories you'll hear all these perspectives and then it'll even encourage other students to speak up and mm -hmm. then you start seeing that community of students and you'll see people who you would have never thought would get along. They're all talking. Like you get into the class before the bell rings, everybody's having fun. They're all chatting with each other. And it just feels so much better to be in that classroom where everybody has their voice mm -hmm. than that classroom where it's just like, okay, welcome to AP, 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 oh, everything. <laughs> and you're just sitting and this is just work and I'm giving you more work and you're going to do this work. And I want you to think about this book that was written a million years ago. <laughs> and you can think what you want, but if it isn't what I think, then you're not getting any, any points for it. There's just no free thought. And right. that really shuts students out and it makes you feel like you don't fit in. So it's just, you got to give students the opportunity to just be themselves, speak up. Even if you don't agree with them, it just creates a special environment in there. And you can feel it when you're in there and you can see it. So that's probably one of the most important things that I've seen. Awesome. You guys, I mean, this has been amazing and super refreshing to sit down and have this conversation with you guys. You guys are also insightful. Like I could go on and on and we're like about to be 30 minutes in. Oh, prior wow. To, yeah. Going by fast. It is. And prior to starting, we said, what, we'll probably keep it at like seven minutes. <laughs> but I wanted you guys to keep going because everything you're saying is so on point, you know, and it's important that it, it should be out there. Um, and yeah, just to like kind of wrap it up, like I can't even pinpoint a few because everything you guys said <laughs> was key and super important. Um, the flexibility, the creating of the community, the communication, how you communicate, right? Um, creating the space within the classroom where everyone feels safe. And then legacy, you also mentioned another important part where it's also uh, resources for teachers too, where teachers need that community and need need that support too. It's not just students because yeah. yes, there's a lot of pressure on teachers as well. Yeah, um, there is a lot of students in, in the classrooms, and there is all all the um, scope and sequence, everything that that needs to be covered. So, all in all, thank you um, for being here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys rocked it. Thank you for inviting us. Thanks yeah, of course. Thank you. Yes, of course.